With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This week on the TBC Sermon Podcast, we're talking about spiritual warfare. So stay tuned because it's Friday, Friday, Friday. If you've been a follower of Christ and in the Word of God for any length of time, you've most likely been told or read that our battle is not between flesh and blood. We do not fight against each other, but we fight against the power and the principalities that are swirling all around us. We had some technical glitches on our end on Sunday, which I don't think is a coincidence, but someone was able to record this message on their phone. So we apologize for the audio portion of this week's podcast as we transition to a new live stream format. But I still want you to stay tuned because the TBC Sermon Podcast starts right now. Spanish. 
So they need to know how to write and read. Why? Because they wanted to record what was happening and they wanted for their um, people at the countryside, they wanted them to know that they were the army and they were winning, right? So there were two types of training. One was four months, and that one was for the country boys, okay? And then there was one six months, and that was for the city boys, because the city boys needed to learn hardship and hard work. So that was kind of like Hell Week for the SEALs. That was for the city boys. So, so these men were, men were very strong. They were ready at all times. Their very presence commanded respect. And they were extremely disciplined because they knew that their discipline, their lives depend on them being disciplined. So the training essentially helped strong men become stronger. So many historians said, or agree, that part of the reason that the Roman Empire fall was because when they became the Roman Empire, they became proud, and then they decided to slowly be less strict in their selection process and in their training. So they became comfortable, and they thought that they were invincible, and that led to their fall. So, when you are reading Ephesians 6, 10, and Chris is going to talk all about that, remember that when Paul was writing, and when Paul was addressing the audience, the picture that they had in their mind was strong men dressed to kill. Okay? So here's my hubby. Alright, so talking about spiritual warfare, we need to figure out what it is. Really the best way to do this is start at the beginning, Genesis 1-1. So if everybody's got about 75 hours. So, Billy Graham wrote, uh, spiritual warfare is this invisible, invisible spiritual conflict waged around us incessantly and unremittingly. When the Lord works, Satan forces hinders, where angel, angel beings carry out divine directive for devil's rage. All this comes about because the powers of darkness press their counterattacks and recapture the ground to hell for the glory of God. Satan never yields an inch, nor does he ever pause in his opposition to the plan of God to redeem the cosmos from his control. So, what does that mean? There's a spiritual battle going on all the time. Yeah. Yes. We might not be able to see it all the time or feel it all the time, but spiritual battles always manifest physically. Even if it's, you can't see it, if you can feel it, it has a physical effect on your body, it can physically affect the so spiritual warfare in Ephesians 6.12 is described as a struggle against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So 
basically it's a war of good and evil all the time. A war between right and wrong. And uh, right now we have a war between the church and the world systems and social systems being pushed on So all of those evils and wrongs are the games of the devil. So years ago, my son wanted to play soccer and they're looking for volunteers. So I said, you know, I'm a busy guy. I don't got a lot of time, but if you guys need coaches, I can see what I can do. So they sent me back to Roster. I've never played soccer before. I don't know the rules. I don't know anything about it. So now I have to figure it out. So learning any kind of game takes knowledge, skill, and a tactic. C.S. Lewis told us the greatest trick the devil is getting people to think that he doesn't exist. Can you play that clip for me, Scotty? So that's an old movie. I don't know if anybody's seen it. Probably shouldn't recommend it here, but it's, it's one of the funniest kind of sad religious movies, but it does go through some good points, even though it's not a, a good representation. So 1 Peter 5.89 says, Be alert in your sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm and safe. So you saw that some movies, fallen angels, Loki, and and they know God exists. God's spoken to them personally, but they're still going after people, trying to convince them. Uh, so to get around, we know what the devil's tactics are going to be, so we need counter tactics. And that's an important part of any game as well. It doesn't matter how well you know how to play a game. If you don't know how to, how to put up an offense to an offense, then you're not going to win the purpose. So Proverbs 13, 12, 13, 20, sorry. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of full suffers harm. So we know, we know what words are wise and what make us a companion of a fool. And it's a choice. You have to make everything. So we have an attack on Christianity. And right now with the elections coming up, we've got to know that the spiritual warfare being the government is not out for the grace of God. The government is not out for Thanks. It's not out for, for people or for God. They're looking for wealth and power. They're looking for re-election. So some people may have aspects of looking out for us, looking out for Christianity. But overall, it's not going to be a major decision because it's not going to get them elected. And that's something we need to change. There's a culture war going on right now, and everybody's seen it. If you're buried in your phones, or if you're watching TV, or if you're on the internet, you'll see it all day and all night. And you can't really put it down, even though some people try to, you know, they don't want to be involved, they want to stay out of it. But that doesn't make it go away. Just not knowing doesn't mean it doesn't happen. But just knowing and doing nothing about it isn't going to change anything. You'll see there's a lot of people out there right now, they're trying to pull gospel into making their point, but they're twisting the gospel. They're not using it as it's written. They're twisting the truth. I'm sure everybody's heard of misinformation and disinformation and alternate facts and all this stuff going on right now. But you have to know what the true word is. And the only true word is going to be in the Bible. It's not going to be somebody's biases. It's not going to be somebody's opinions. If it's not written, it's not true. That's right. Isaiah 59, 2-8, Scotty, you don't have this, I'm just going to read it real quick. But your iniquities have separated you from God, and your sins have hidden His face from you so that He will not hear. 
For your hands are stained with blood, your fingers with guilt. Your lips have spoken falsely, and your tongue mutters wicked things. No one calls for justice, no one pleads a case with integrity. They rely on empty arguments, they utter lies, they conceive troubles, and give birth to evil. Their deeds are evil deeds, and acts of violence are in their hands. Their feet rush to sin, they are swift to shed innocent blood. They pursue evil schemes, acts of violence work their ways. The way of peace they do not know, there is no justice in their path. They have turned into crooked roads, no one walks, no one who walks along them will know peace. Continuing up to verse 13, people had trans uh, transgressions and deceptions against the Lord, turning away from following their God, speaking of oppression and revolt, which I, we can all see going on. Conceiving and uttering lying words from the heart, justice is turned back and righteousness stands far off. For truth is stumbled in the public square and honesty cannot enter. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Does anybody see that? Does everybody see that every single day, everywhere you look? You should. So, when Joshua led the Jews into Israel, they had a physical covenant with God for the land. So those guys were lucky. We don't have that. The new Christianity, we have a spiritual covenant, and our enemy is spiritual. So I don't know about you guys, but I don't do spiders. Cannot be spiders at all. I'm not above having my kids come in and kill a spider for me. So, knowing that we have a spiritual war going on, but I like to see what my enemy is. If I see a spider and I can keep an eye on it and take care of it, I can go to sleep no problem. When you see that spider and you go to get something to kill it with and you turn around and it's not there, how good do you sleep? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's how we're fighting. It's You got to have faith. That thing's going to go away. But I don't know. All right. So our battle is against rulers, principalities, authorities, powers of present darkness, not flesh and blood. It's not against our neighbors. It's not the people that we have to try to contend with. It's their ideals and their ideas and what they're trying to push towards their agenda. Because we know it's the agenda of the devil. It's not an agenda for God if it goes against the word of God. Uh, in Ephesians 2, 2, we're told that evil spirits work through the disobedient. So we know that even though it's the spiritual warfare is in the ideas and ideals, people are going to push on us. Yep. So if you guys, if anybody's ever had a leaky roof, you'll see water stains on your drywall, and you can see that stain, you can cut it out, you can replace it, it's going to come back. <laughs> you can repair it, you can repair it, you can repair it, but until you get to the root cause, there's always going to be a problem. So, when we're dealing with our neighbors, it's easy to want to fight your neighbor because they're the vessel that's calling out the sin. They're the vessel that's calling out what's wrong. But Luke 23, 34, 
God's forgiven them they know what they know not what they are doing. And they divide it out and dispose by casting lots. They don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it. It could be peer pressure. It could be it's because it's their candidate. It could be it's because it's their party. It could be because that's just what they think the world should be. It is not true. It is not in here. It's not the truth. That's right. That's right. That's right. 1 Thessalonians 5.9 tells us, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation for our Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us to suffer. He wants us to be glorified. He wants us to be plentiful. He wants us to be alive through Him. So when it comes to spiritual warfare, the devil can't take on the faithful. In Matthew 4, 1, the devil tried to tempt Jesus, but he failed. He failed in something like 11 verses. Probably better than me. We've all been tempted, right? But those of us who really believe, we might be tempted at first. We might hear what you have to say, but we're not going to be tempted. He'll mix truth with error, but he'll attack what you guys hold dearest to you. He'll go after your families and your marriages and your children, and he'll try to pervert the true word of God. Right. And marriages, they could come from, you know, social media, somebody DMing your wife or your husband. In schools, it could be a board of education. It can be uh, social media towards your kids. It can be anything. The people that are weakest in faith are the ones that are going to get attacked the most frequent and the hardest. Second Corinthians 11, 4 through 15, and I can read the whole thing, but it tells us ministers of false apostles. It tells us these people are going to be teaching different gospels and preaching another Jesus. And verse 6 specifies, even though I am untrained in speech, yet I am not acknowledged, but we have been thoroughly manifested among you in all things. They're everywhere. They're everywhere you look, and even if you don't see it right off the bat, if you pay attention, you'll see it everywhere. Remember what Dad told us last week? The devil knows the gospels too. And he'll use them. They might be twisted, they might be perverted, but he'll spit them out. And if you don't know them, right. it might sound good. But it's not going to help you out in the long run. So our Revelation 12 tells us about how Michael defeated Satan, casting down to earth. And I don't know about you guys, that's where I live for now. <laughs> so we've got God as a Heavenly Father, but on earth, we're able, the devil will be able to his influence. Uh, the devil is especially after the brothers and sisters who bear the mark of Jesus Christ, and that's all of us, people watching at home. So. Being a, an ideal Christian, you know, we want to be loved, we want to be blessed and chosen, we want to live for Jesus. Proverbs 3.32 tells us such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the God. God wants to be friends with us. The people that are decent and honest and respectable endeavor to live up to the word of Jesus. Now in Ephesians, the whole chapter, chapter 1, tells us that God created people for himself. He blessed those people. Chapter 2, he saved those people and grew them together as a family. Chapter 3, he must be glory from those people so we can live in his wisdom. And it's a predicate for how we live our lives eventually. And 4, that we're supposed to live together as one people. But it also says to live in contract to the disobedient. So even though we're supposed to love our neighbors, we're not supposed to be tolerant of sin. We're not supposed to be tolerant of wrong. Right? That's right. And then in 5 and 6, it tells us how to treat each other. 
husbands to their wives, wives to their husbands, fathers to their children, children to their parents. Then in chapter 6, 10, it stops. Because there's going to be a time that you're going to have to fight to maintain that ideal Christian lifestyle. Six time, finally, be strengthened in the Lord and by His vast strength. Be strengthened by the strength that's in the Lord. And hopefully, that's what is going on with you right now. You're doing very well. As we have told you, I don't know if you have this now, sorry. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, but be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. Right? If that doesn't give you a sense of strength and power, I don't know what it will. So we might not have the strength inside of us, but he's got the power to for us. Right? God is not going to battle against you. He'll battle for you as long as you are doing the right back. If you're out there getting spanked, you're probably not fighting the right back. Now, say that again. Yeah. If you're not out there getting spanked, you're not fighting the right battle. Good work. <laughs> Romans 8, 30 and 31. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's right. So, We've got his power. He's telling us he's going to give us his power through us a lot. So we're going to talk real quick about armor. We're going to talk about threat. This guy's got some pictures for us. Uh, so let's see that first picture. Okay. Sorry for the law enforcement photos. It's my background. It's, it's, it's not very bad. Okay, we back. So, <laughs> so we've got this guy. He's at a, some community function. He's wearing his uniform, and that's it. There's a low threat level, so he doesn't really need much to protect him. Next picture, please. Oh, let's get one. That's all right. So these guys, they've got a lot of Okay, so her, she's going on patrol, a little more chance of danger. Still a regular day, but you got to be prepared. The last one, please. These guys, they're suited up. Something's going to happen, or could possibly happen. They're getting ready. More and more layers of armor. The last one. If anybody knows what this guy is, let's go, go, go big or go home. <laughs> okay, so preparing for the threat is going to depend on what you need to do to protect yourself. For spiritual warfare, uh, Ephesians 6.11 tells us, put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to take your stand against the devil's schemes. The whole armor of God. That tells us what kind of engagement we're to expect, right? So it's going to be against the devil himself, against the devil's schemes. We need every piece of armor that God can give us, and every strength that God can give us. So Isaiah 59 talks about armor God wore. Verses 16 and 17 God saw there was no man. He was amazed that there was no one interceding. So his own arm brought salvation. He put on righteousness of the breastplate and helmet of salvation upon his head. He put on garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal as a cloak. All right? Remember some of those terms. So 
if God is using armor and God describes the armor he wore, does that mean he's going to fight our battles for us? Not necessarily. He want, he's giving us the power to fight battles in his name. Ephesians 6.13 Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Okay? It's up to us. It's up to us to change our hearts and minds in our region and in our society. Nobody's going to do it because it doesn't feel good. Nobody's going to do it because it's popular because obviously it's not right now. But there's a reason it's not popular because... That's easier. It's easier to be wrong. It's easier to be sinful. It's easier to be guilty. But we can't have that as Christians. So in verse 11, stand against the scenes of the devil. Uh, 13, so that you are able to stand. Verse 14, we'll get to stand firm. Right? It's repeated over and over again. To stand. Take your stand. Isaiah 7, 9, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Next, don't hold back. 2 Timothy 1, 7, for the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. It tells us not to be tolerant to people, not to run and hide, but to take up armor for battle. The enemy wants you to submit, but right here in the book, it tells us not to. It tells us to armor up. It tells us to do what we have to do and how to do it. So let me go to talk about specific types of armor. But if anybody's ever played paintball in here for the couple of law enforcement guys in here that have been trained with sim rounds, right? If you go, there's an inherent danger to anything you're going to do. A paintball could take your eye out. Sim rounds below the belt. Makes for a bad day. Even above the belt, it's still hurt. But they give you the protection you need to turn the fear into fun. Right? So, they don't want you here for liability reasons, but you're not going to get good training if you're afraid of getting hurt. So, even though they'll give you, you know there's an inherent danger, they'll give you protection. When you take salvation in these goggles, will. Yeah. <coughs> Ephesians 6.14 talking about the first thing he mentions is the belt. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Isaiah 11.5 tells us God wore a belt of righteousness and faithfulness and Baron can probably attest uh, tell me if I'm wrong on this but uh, it was originally the word for the belt in Hebrew was met which is faithfulness Correct. In some translations, met can also be translated into truth. Correct. Cool. So the belt could stand for you speaking your truth, spreading the truth of the gospel, or just the truth and integrity in your character. So we all know if you've been out and you don't have a belt and your pants are falling down, or for us guys that carry stuff for a living, you have to have a good belt or it all falls apart. It's the most important thing for you to be able to move around. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, continuing verse 14, uh, with the breastplate of, uh, breastplate of righteousness in place, right? So there's the breastplate of righteousness that God tells us he wore in Isaiah 59, 17. And a breastplate for, you know, those guys are, are body armor, protects your major organs, especially your heart, right? There's a lot of organs that can take a lot of damage, but your heart is weak. And once darkness gets into your heart, it's, it's tough to get out of it. Verse 15, shoes and with your feet fitted, sandaled with readiness, comes with the gospel of peace. Isaiah 52, 7, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, and who proclaim salvation. So if you ever notice, if you have good news to tell somebody, you want to run up and give it to them. Yeah. Right? You want light feet. You want to be able to move. You want to be able to move quick. Yes. If you've got bad news... Nobody wants to give bad news. People want to give good news. They want to spread the, the gospel of Jesus. Uh, your, your readiness. If you've got good shoes, you're going to be ready. Sports players or any kind of athletes that, that do running, football, soccer, baseball, they wear cleats, right? They don't wear smooth shoes unless you're me playing rec softball on Tuesday nights. <laughs> But it all comes back to seeing, right? Verse 17, we're going to skip ahead real quick for a reason. Helmet. Take the helmet of salvation. Isaiah 59, 17. And a helmet of salvation was placed on his head. Again, it's the same stuff. It's the exact same stuff. And Thessalonians 5, 8. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled and put on the armor of faith, love, and the helmet of hope and salvation. There it is a third time. Helmets are made to protect your mind, right? We'll get some more minds up here in a minute. But keeping bad thoughts out of your mind is important. It's important for mental health. It's important to know that those are seeds sown of the devil, of the enemy, right? We're going to go back one. The last piece of the armor is the shield. In every situation, take up the shield of faith, which can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the enemy. Right? So the shield is the only part of the armor that's not something you wear, but it's, it's an important part. So no matter how much you're wearing, there could always be a little kink in the armor. You know, there was chain mail. There was, there was spots where warriors millennia ago would have weaknesses in their armor and they would be targeted. Scotty, can you get that first picture, please? So this guy, he's armed up. He's got his breastplate. He's got his beliefs. He's got his helmet. But if he doesn't have his faith to extinguish the uh, firing, uh, flaming arrows of the evil one, boop. It's true. Just that guy right in there. Like a Minnesota bow hunter on October 1st, right? 
1 Thessalonians 5, 7, uh, 17 and 18, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. We all know that there's power in prayer. We've seen power in prayer here. Right? Rich especially. Rich, you my back. What? A month ago? Yeah. He used you. Give to healing. He used you. Give to healing. It's real. Right? So knowing that power has prayer, prayer has power, you've also got to be, you know, be careful in your prayer because you might just get what you asked for. <laughs> Mark 11, 24. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. I believe that's the chapter where Jesus cursed the fig tree and it died. So if you're praying for karma on your neighbor, karma on your friend, and that happens, you it. Be careful what you pray for. So have power in prayer. Be bold when you're spreading the truth. You can't be ashamed to spread the word. You can't be, spread. be afraid to stand up for truth. Isaiah 59, 16, empowered with the boldness to intercede. That's what we heard. Every one of us has to be empowered with the boldness to intercede. When it's not popular, when it stinks, when it hurts, you've got to have the power to intercede. All right, let's close this out. Yeah, close out my bars. Prayer is training for the battle. You're ineffective without training. And if you don't know how to pray, then you can get somebody to help you. I had to ask. I got help. There's people here who can help you. Truth. People don't tend to rise to the occasion. They tend to fall back on the level of truth. Okay? You can't just think, when that day comes, I'm good. I believe in Jesus. Don't be afraid. We're told not to be timid. Fear is a primal emotion. It's half of our most primal fight or flight uh, uh, emotions. Fear is a great tactic of the enemy. But the Bible tells us from Genesis to Revelation, don't be afraid. Psalm 34, 4, I saw the Lord and He answered and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold in my life. Of whom should I be afraid? Isaiah 41, 13, for I, the Lord God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, for I am the one who helps you. Luke 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let your hearts not be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Deuteronomy, Jeremiah, it's all over the place. Jared, what was the last line in my last song that was saying? Why should I fear? The evidence is here. Amen. Yeah, that's good. The evidence is here. Ah, no, no, no. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Stay alert. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted from all the stuff on your phone. You know like me, you work long hours playing too much Candy Crush, and you end up in a, in a vegetative zone at about 3 o'clock in the morning, right? So, some of us know. Um, beware of spiritual slumber. Romans 13, 11, and 12, the hour has come to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when, when we first believed it. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here. Right? 
God's way people up. That's right. I posted an article on band just this week of some celebrities saying, hey, there's a spiritual battle going on. You know, I've got a bunch of books of the occult, witchcraft, terror. And I gotta get rid of that stuff because people are starting to wake up. And it was it was kind of prophetic that I just saw it on Wednesday, knowing this was coming on Sunday. Right? It's happening. If you look around, God is waking people up.
There's no paper left in the house. <laughs> I like paper. Because, you know, this can fail paper can't. And 
it says, until we reach the unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God as we mature to the full measure of the statue of Christ. So, we are a work in progress, and our role model is Jesus. So, be gentle with yourself when you fail. Because after I did that, Daddy, And, you know, then it started in me. You should know these things. You should know these things. What are you doing? Why did you do that? You should know better. You should do better. And it was on and on for a little while until I surrender. That is not, if you're Latina, you know, surrendering is not something that we do. So that takes a lot. But I did. You did it. I did. Okay. So remember this. Satan can accuse you. But he does not have the power to condemn you. He can't. So remember that. Okay. So when do we engage in that? for us to know when, because when you read the Old Testament, you, you notice that they went and consulted God, and God will tell them, yes, go, or no, don't go, let somebody else do it, or whatever. So how do you, how do you know? How do you know when you, with us, engage in battle? In order for you to know that, you need to know God's voice. John 10, 27. And this is the enemy. My sheep, my sheep, listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So if you don't train, it's good. It's true. you're not going to know when God is telling you, right. hey, or yes, God. Right? So one interesting thing that I noticed is that no soldiers, special forces, Navy SEALs, Rangers, Marines, whatever, they don't go to war alone. So spiritual warfare is not a one-man show. Some battles you fight are personal and you fight on your knees, like my surrendering war with myself and you know and I had to I have to humble myself and I have to surrender right you cannot do that for me that's something I have to do right but there are others that we must do together with your team part of the Roman training here's the little thing that I wanted to talk to you about I, I think this is awesome um, was to learn the march and formations. So they march specific ways and they have formations that go along with what they were going to do in the battlefield. Okay? And one of those 
was called the shield formation. This formation created a wall of protection and allowed them to penetrate into enemy territory. Can I get my clip? That's from the movie the, the Eagle. The Eagle. Okay. So I wanted you guys to see that because the shield is the shield of faith. And I think Chris was talking about this. Your faith can carry your teammates. So when you see somebody struggling, or when you are struggling, please say something. Come to any of us and we will carry you through. When you're sick, sick, I'm sorry, and you don't have you don't have the faith to stand, we can stand for you because if you read the New Testament, remember the friends lower the man on the bed. And Jesus said, Your faith to the friends heals him. So when you're struggling. I know that it's really hard sometimes. Pride gets on the way. But we can carry each other. And I have a lot more, but that's my cue. I have to go. You guys, you need to train. Because if we're going to take the land, we have to stand together in that shield formation to penetrate enemy territory and take the land. Thanks for listening. We appreciate every listener and pray that God speaks to you through this podcast. The Barn Church and Ministries exist to create environments where people can encounter Christ and be empowered to advance His kingdom. Check us out on the web at www.thebarn.church. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Barn Ministries. We would love to hear from you. Send us an email to podcast at thebarn.church. And as always, if you'd like to visit the barn, our service times are Fridays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. We hope to see you soon.